This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and supporting listeners like you. Go to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click Donate, or visit Patreon.com backslash TwoHeadedNerd to become a supporter today. Yes? Ho, ho, ha, ha! Remember me, old chum? Jolly Welcome to the Earth Day 420 edition of THN Cover to Cover. It's also Record Store Day. So, if you want to talk music today, we can do that as well. All right? There's plenty of nerdy music out there, and we'll get into that. But right now, it's time to play Cover to Cover. We are the Internet's only nerd call-in show. It is live. It happens here every Saturday from 1130 to 1230 Central Standard Time. Myself, Joe Patrick. Say hello, Joe. Hi, hello. And the newly shaved Willie Toots are here taking your calls. You can call us at 402-819-4894, or you can click our Facebook Call Now button if you want to get in in the action. And as always, if you don't have time to call in live, oh, someone's calling you can already, leave bro. us a message or send an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. We're going to take this first call, and then we will discuss the question of the week. This is great. Where are you at? There you is. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? Hey, good morning, nerds. This is Cotton. Cotton? Whoa. How are you, my friend? Uh, it's been a while, brother. Uh, yeah, it's been a little while. Yes, yeah. I was wondering what you guys were. Happy Earth Day, you said? Yes, it is Earth Day. It's also oh, Record Store right, Day. I, and uh, the the Nebraska Science Festival is in full swing. So Mrs. KGB I, is I, 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 the first one, obviously, but just uh, the Earth Day got me by surprise. Yeah. Still, still, uh, my you know, waking up from the, uh, the early morning, waking back from last night. Sure, sure, sure. How was your 420? Was it a good time? It was safe. Uh, no jail time for anybody I was That's good. with or knew. So everyone, you know, played it safe. That's all you can uh, ask here in, here in Phoenix, you know, it's medical uh, very, very uh, everywhere. So it's it's uh, pretty pretty kosher. You guys got a cool. big juggalo um, population out there, too, though. So you got to watch the fuck out, though, you know. The ups and downs yeah. of the insane clowns running around out there. I, again, <laughs> I try to keep my head low, sir. Keep my head low and out, out of the way from all the nonsense outside. Right on. Um, but good morning. Good morning, nerds. Good morning. Uh, so what's on the topics for today? I, I'm, I'm not even aware of, of the question of the week. I just uh, I was I was just heading in, heading into work, catching the, some some snacks real quick before I fucking head in. No sweat. And, uh, I just wanted to say hi. I appreciate that. I got the notification that. you guys are online. So The question morning, of the week nerds. is actually your, what is your favorite comic book monologue, which is a tough one to pull off the top of your head. But there's other stuff to talk about, too. Let's just introduce our topics while we have Cotton well, on the phone. Uh, hey, real quick, I will answer the question of the week, okay. uh, just because it's something recent of mine, and uh, I kind of questioned it myself. Um, I don't know if you are, but I know that um, Joe is familiar with the, um, the, uh, the recent uh, Invincible run, how, how it finished. I have not oh, yes. finished yet. Uh, well, essentially, towards the end of that, there is a um, where he's uh, battling Thirag, eventually uh, battling Thirag in the sun. Um, there's, they lose their transponder. They can't communicate with each other. And Mark goes into a monologue okay. uh, about how he wishes this and that. And, and it seemed to me, um, seemed to me, in my opinion, that it was almost Robert Kirkman speaking to DC and Marvel oh. about how he wants to do his thing uh, versus, you know what I mean? Like it had subtitles of that. Right. Uh, he was speaking directly to DC and Marvel uh, in, in the characters that he had portraying there in the death scenes. So it was very so, meta. He said it, was, it was really, yeah, yeah. It seemed like to me, in my opinion. Uh, so, I mean, that would be uh, my answer for the week there. That's yeah. a fantastic solid answer. answer. That's, That's a, a very solid answer. That was a great answer. scene too. Yeah. Right, right, right. When uh, in that, um, Super bright, uh, sunlit whole uh, whole issue there. So, but um, yeah, like I said, I got I got to step into work, gentlemen. I All right, tell you guys good morning. Cotton, be safe, Cotton, thank and you very much. Uh, lots of love to the nerds, man. Have right on, day. brother. We'll talk to you soon. Joey Toots, nice nice to talk to you, dude. Yeah, man. Cotton, we haven't heard from that guy for a while. Phone lines are back open. Hey. Zach Hollowell was trying to call. He got interrupted rudely. But, you know, mm. he probably deserves it. We're talking about all kinds of stuff today, though. We're talking about Steven Spielberg doing a Black Hawk movie 
for Warner Brothers. Oh. We're talking about our Blackhawk memories. We're talking about a possible time jump in between Infinity War and Avengers 4. All kinds of crap. But we can't stop the calls from coming in. This is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for calling THN. Cover to cover. Caller, who this? JD got a catch. JD! Catch. Somebody beat you. You were not our first caller this week. I know. How's it feel I, to I be was, the first loser? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're still a winner in my book, Jeff. I kid, I kid. What do you want to rap about today, buddy? Uh, well, I want to start with the answer of the week. Okay. Uh, mm. I got to go Warren Ellis again. Okay. I, someone to keep score. To Not a big stop. surprise Look, coming man, from I like, you. <laughs> I like that you stay in your wheelhouse, yeah, dude, because I do the same thing. <laughs> that's fine. But uh, for me, uh, the best monologue has to be the Angels 8 riot from Transmetropolitan back on the streets. Okay. The, the, basically his column, the, the story he writes and you know, he, he types it in real time as Royce behind his back is broadcasting it live as he types it. And, I mean, I'll, just, I'll literally just pull open that book and just turn to that and just read that story. I mean, just read that column. It's so good. Fair enough. And I was rereading it uh, again, uh, getting ready for this call, and it's scarily like applicable today. <laughs> oh yeah. If if you think about, it, I mean, with like all the police violence and stuff like that. Oh, uh, I mean, no, he absolutely predicted this. Like, I mean, without a doubt, Ellis. Which is he's really good at is like just taking everything yeah. to its natural conclusion, and he accidentally predicted exactly what's happening today, and it's only getting worse. <laughs> yeah, I just I mean, hope that know, he's wrong. I can about see the a blatantly unarmed eyeballs. transient man with half his face <laughs> hanging off, with three cops working him over anyway. One <laughs> yeah. of them is groping his own erection. <laughs> oh. oh god, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, comics. It, it happens. <laughs> well, and then he follows it up with, I'm sorry, is that too harsh an observation for you? Does that sound too much like the truth? Fuck you. If anyone gave this shithole city gave two tugs of a dead dog's cock about the truth, this wouldn't be happening. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Whoa, JD, God bless your filthy mouth. I love it. Oh, well, you know, well, I just love the way he can juxtapose. I mean, that that just over the top, like crazy, you know, mouthy filth. And oh, then yeah. finish it up with I wouldn't be surrounded up here by the people who live, who have to live and work here weeping openly. Yeah. No. And that's you know, Transmet as funny as it is. It also had like a lot of those very prescient moments and very like important lessons that it imparted <laughs> like through all well, the filth that, and and porn and nudity and violence well, like we learned a biggest, lot that was the biggest dirty secret about spider that he didn't want anybody to know yeah was that he actually cared yeah he like he made fun of, he was a journalist and he made fun of like everybody constantly mm -hmm. but he was also trying to get to some type of truth about what was going on so he yeah, had the best, good motives. The best example of that was uh, a few a few trades later, after he'd gotten super famous for covering the for covering the uh, the election, and he was out taking a walk, and all the fans and the and the paparazzi started following him, and oh, he just yeah. rather than running or or rather than running or yelling or saying anything, he just quietly just kept walking until they kept following and following and following until he leads them to the slum. Yeah, and just says. Congratulations. This is what you did. <laughs> I love that issue. That was a fantastic oh, yeah. issue. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about the heart of Transmit, though, I don't think anything can uh, uh, can beat the revival issue with the, the with the 20th century yes. photographer. Oh, my God. Right. Oh, uh, what's her name? Mary, right? Yeah, Mary. Oh yeah, that's I need to so revisit Transmetropolitan. Where like they wake her long. up out of cryo sleep, sew her head onto a clone, and just kick her out into the streets. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Awful. Awful. <laughs> yeah. After after you know Derek Robinson, you know, wordlessly suggests that something else not so great also happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that too. So, <laughs> so much of that. I mean, and if you think about it. This God that he that even that touches on today and touches on what's happening. It's like Warren else is a freaky ass scary prophet. And oh yeah. Looks like one uh, too. Oh yeah. Out. He does look like he one does too, look doesn't he? Like <laughs> yeah. 
and now we're and now we're getting an injection TV show. So yes, we were just talking about that on the show. Um, injection yeah. coming to TV, not just that. Uh, East of West coming to TV, and oh, Transhuman. Really? Yes, really. Amazon is doing those two. I'm not sure injection. I they we talked about, but I don't think anybody's picked it up yet. It's well, like, it, it was it's, bought by Universal, so that means it's suggested that it'll be in the USA, NBC. I mean, maybe uh, they can. Yes, they I can think that just because Universal's that. producing it, they could put it anywhere theoretically. And oh, actually, honestly, actually, it could go. Yeah, actually, Sci-Fi is part of the Universal Network too. That's true. And so, I, I wouldn't oh, mind it on Sci-Fi. I think that would be a good place for it. I don't want it on Sci-Fi. I don't want it on NBC. Or Fox no. or CBS, like I don't want it any. Like, let's put it someplace where it can have a smaller viewership, do well, and excel at what it does. Not like someplace yeah. where like we gotta have fifteen million viewers or it's canceled in a month. Yeah. You know? put, put it on. If they, put it on cable where they can they say make shit it, like they do if on they make it, Yes, the pilot. I will know the pilot will be good if, in the first five lines of the pilot, I hear I want a fucking sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> If we don't have that, yeah. I'm done. They just didn't. They didn't. They didn't get the tone. <laughs> Fair enough. That sets the tone straight off the bat. JD, thank you for your call. It's always good to talk to you, brother. Do we All have right, any? Di- well, guys. Do we have any dispatches from the uh, Marvel Lake House coming soon? Uh, well, you know uh, there's, there's kind fault. of a backlog of stuff that, that, are, that still I'm, needs to uh, go up, and then I'm gonna work on. I still got to do the DC Boathouse. Oh, yeah, and, <laughs> that's right. I and, forgot you bought then, a boathouse. And I've honestly been waiting for Secret Invasion or Secret Empire and Legacy to die down so we can get into some more just regular stories. Fair so. enough. All right, I got another call coming in here, so I'm going to cut you off, buddy. But thank you for your call, All JD. Right. Always good to talk to you. Later. Bye, bye. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover caller. Who dis? This is Zach Hollowell. Zach Hollowell. I'm sorry I cut you off earlier, but, I mean, you know how cotton gets. It happens. I don't (laughs) worry. I don't worry. How are we doing today, and what do we want to rap about? Well, uh, I'm just outside building a pergola, getting ready to go to Record Store Day. Okay. Say hello. What are you looking Um, for? Yeah, what are you picking up at Record Store Day? um, Actually, there's a 7-inch I really want to get. It's... uh, uh, Blues Travelers, The Hook, and it's in the shape of John Popper. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tell no, me you're that's, lying. I totally made that up. Okay, I totally made good. That up. <laughs> I was going to say, is it thin Popper or big Popper? No, it's post-prison well, Popper, where he, he's thin. and like, like I chided Brad last year because uh, Toto released the single of Africa in the shape of Africa. Oh, yeah. And I, I've given him yeah. crap all year for not getting it for me. Oh, I didn't my. really want it, but I want to give him crap about it. I yeah. really want it. I didn't know it was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Roseanne is the B-side. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. So pretty the much the two Toto songs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the two, the two Toto yeah. songs that anyone can name, basically. So, Which is fine. Yeah. And Toto, but super talented. Outside of this, um, I kind of wanted to talk about a show that I completely forgot about that started recently. And I was like, oh, great. I got an episode of SketchUp on. Are you dudes watching Legion? Yes. I haven't watched second season yet myself. I've seen just the first episode. I have watched. I am almost done with the second season. I have not started the. L- Is it all out? It's, a, it's not done. No, yet. no, no. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're I need to. I'm almost done with. Yeah, I'm almost okay, done with the okay. first season. So I have not started the second season yet. I've got okay, two episodes okay. left of the first season. It is wonderful. Yeah, it's great. And I love that the reviews for the new season are just absolutely insane. The only thing that worries me is this is all going to go away. What do you mean by yeah. that? I mean, there's a sale that's coming up where Sony is selling off the X-Men back to Marvel and stuff uh, like that. Well, so what? So what? You had a good show and it played out and it's gone. Right. I mean, you know like, what I mean? Like, that's, honestly, a show as, like As long Legion, as they give it a conclusion. Yes. That's the thing. As absolutely. long as they let, like, we know we're losing this, let's make it end versus let's put them in a weird position like they did at the end of season one and then it just ends like that. Right. That and that's not to say good. that I need, like, ten seasons of this Legion show or something. But. Oh, yeah, yeah. It. it like, the thing I really like about Legion is it's really weird, but I, I know this is an unpopular opinion. I'm not a huge fan of Twin Peaks because, to me, Twin Peaks was them just saying, let's make the weirdest thing they'll let us make and see how far we can push it. Sure. I and mean, you're not wrong. this is, like, weird with a purpose, you know? Yes. I will give you that. As, as wackadoo as Legion is, it's telling a definite story, and I can walk away from it and say, okay, well, here's what happened in that episode. There were episodes of the right. Twin Peaks relaunch that I watched four or five times because I'm a huge <laughs> David Lynch guy. And, you were and I really still high. walked away from it going, 
I don't know what the fuck <laughs> happened, but that was so awesome. <laughs> I love David Lynch. I just don't really care for Twin Peaks. It's not terrible. I just don't care for it. That's fair. Um, I love the, the latest Twin Legion, Peaks. I didn't love how it ended. Shadow King is one of only two villains I can think of that have been on the screen that have actually scared me. Yeah. That I've actually found frightening. Yeah. The Shadow King's terrifying. Like Shadow King and Kilgrave from Jessica Jones. Fair enough. Yeah. Those are the only two really frightening villains I think we've seen. More so than, you know, I mean, even in movies, I mean, okay. Uh, who we had red skull. Oh, you're a Nazi. I'm so scared. Whatever. You know, uh, Loki, okay, well, he's a trickster, whatever. Well, yeah, you already but know there's and big he's also bad lovable. guys already, like, preset. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this guy is obviously right. a big evil guy. And they're all been lovable. But these guys are, like, subtle evil. Even Killmonger. Well, like, like I agreed with evil. a lot of what Killmonger said. I was never scared of him, you know? Right, that's, that's like, his deal. It's like, you watch it, and you're like, oh, maybe the bad guy's actually kind of right this time. Right. Which was a great twist. Um but yeah, I just wanted to mention because I just started watching it again. I'd totally forgotten about it somehow. Like, oh, Legion! So it's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, also, Matt, I sent you a something on Facebook Messenger. Did you see what I sent you? I did not. Was what? it a dick pic? It's, <laughs> it's the perfect uh, combination of things I think you'll love. Okay. All right. Remember muscles? I loved the little guys. Loved muscles. John Bunger, Super our Seven friend, is doing been... a limited version. There's two packs of of three each that are famous luchadors. Okay, hold on. Before I get excited and squeal like a pig, how much is this going to cost me? Yeah, they're they're uh, six bucks a pack. Oh my god, that's it! <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh my god, I'm totally in. <laughs> yeah, they did Masters of the Universe. Oh, they did, I uh, love. Yeah, I've got all muscles. the Masters of the Universe ones. Didn't they do uh, Iron Maiden? Or yes. Something like, yeah. They did Iron Maiden. Oh, these are so cool. These are so friggin' yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. I have See, to buy these. Told you. Oh my god. Okay, boys. Well, I'm gonna go back to building. Uh, have a good day. Love Goodbye. you. Goodbye. Bye, Zach. Bye. I was saying, uh, our buddy John Bunger has been sketching muscles. Yep. And putting them up on Twitter lately, and they are so fantastic. Muscles yeah. Yeah, he's so were great. the little pink wrestlers that came out in the '80s, and like they're. I don't know. It, I think it was just something like they had this like warehouse of these figures in Japan, and they were just like, fuck it, ship them to the States yeah. <laughs> and see if people like it. They didn't move. There was nothing posable about them. They were just crazy little pink figures, and they were all like ridiculous wrestlers, basically. Yeah, man, like little plastic trash cans filled with rubber monsters yeah. from Japan were a thing. And it was the coolest. Uh, and, and I loved them. Oh like, I have God. a few of them lingering around the house, and man. Yeah, in my weaker moments, crap. I've gotten on eBay and been like, oh, man, there's a whole set <laughs> yeah, right I know, there right? yeah. for 60 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and I start looking at my PayPal credit going, oh, You cannot no. recapture your youth. No. And where am I going to put them? So, I never had any muscles as a kid. Oh, oh man, I had best. a ton of muscles. I even had the 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 ring, the, the wrestling ring, where you uh, clamped a muscle on each, and the, each person had like a joystick, and you'd yeah, yeah. Them, like, and smash you'd them against Mash them together, yeah. basically. Yep, yep, yep. And they're perfect for that, because you couldn't really break them or anything. I've only got three muscles that I've found uh, around my house. I gave two of them to Bunger to draw. He drew one of them so far. Nice. i got to find the other one and, and throw it to him. Hey, and he's watching right now. John Bunger just... Popped on. Hey, nice. Welcome Quick, aboard, John Bunger. Pop quiz. What does muscle stand for? I cannot remember. Millions. Uh, you know, and John just discovered that they all have names, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and there was like Japanese muscle comics. Huh. Yeah. It stands for millions of unusual small creatures Call- lurking everywhere. That's oh, right. crap. There you go. Call in, John, and tell us all about your project. Yeah. The phone lines are open, 402-819-4894. We would love to hear from you. There's much to discuss this week. Yeah, man. What about the end of uh, Ash versus Evil Dead? Yeah, canceled over three seasons. And they were wonderful seasons. I yeah. loved Ash versus Evil Dead. I have not watched the latest season. I watched one and two. I absolutely loved it. I kind of let things bank a bit and then kind yeah. of start watching. You know, well, and way. the seasons aren't real long. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's like eight, ten episodes or something like mm-hmm. that, maybe. So you can shotgun them. Totally worth it. No pun intended. Totally worth watching, though. And again, I don't know how many seasons of Ash vs. Evil Dead I really need. I'm f- yeah, for sure. Yeah, three and is go probably out good. That's kind of like what I was saying uh, about the Legion thing earlier. You know, like go out on top, man. Yeah, go out good. Don't don't drag it out. Right. Blobbity yeah. bloop. Tell us a good story. Three or, three or four seasons. Tell your story. Be yeah. done. Sure. So uh, I don't mind. Let's take a let's take a moment. Give a quick shout out to everybody watching in the chat. Nate Aguilar. Saw Nate last night. Patrick Cavanaugh, uh, Cotton was watching, of course. Uh, Kyle Fox, good morning, Kyle. Good morning, Ethan Kyle. Harrison. Ethan, how you doing? 
very excited about the East of West show. Oh. Uh, my wife, Michelle, she's probably already turned My wife. <laughs> Stop. My that. wife. We're not doing uh, Borat. No. <laughs> you always do it. Always. <laughs> and, of course, the world-famous John Bunger. There you go. Who we were just talking about. Sitting in the stands watching today's show. Okay, dudes. Our I'm live gonna, studio audience. I'm going to get to one of my notes Joe, I, I yeah. made during the week. Willie Tooth brought notes today. You believe this? He's prepared. For those <laughs> of excited. you, For those of you who, who give a crap and have Xbox Live, Assassin's Creed Syndicate is free right now. Is it really? And it is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I'm, I didn't... So, I'm sorry, Matt, you'd have to deal with a little bit of a steampunk look and feel yeah, to it. Yeah, I know. But it is amazing. I know. I'll play through it. I've played through all the other ones. It's I don't think it's, it's steampunk in a way that Matt free. really objects it's to. Ficking, like, it's free. Yeah, I mean, it's not... Look, look, man, there's an achievement for going to every pub and drinking a beer. That's so fun. So why don't... Yes. That's fun. That speaks to everyone. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that speaks to alcoholics everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll I'll get it for free. I'll do that. There's your little uh, twiddle my thumbstick drop in. There you go. Uh, okay, here's what else I got on here's my. Here's what notes. else he's got. Did you guys ever report on the fact that Green Ronin, which is a, a RPG game company, Green Ronin, Green Ronin? Okay, they do the uh, Dragon Age. Um, RPG. Oh, sure. They are doing a Lazarus RPG. Really? Developed like by Greg Rucka's uh, Lazarus. Yes. Okay. Uh, Greg Rucka. He in the press release, he's like, he's like, I love RPGs. I play them all the time. Fair like, enough. You know, like they help me with my writing. They help me with all these aspects of life. And uh, Crystal Frazier, she is, um, she's she works for Paizo, uh, and works on Pathfinder. Uh, she is. I think spearheading it. I think she's really helping develop Lazarus as RPG. That's very cool. Yeah, right. That's there's that's, also that's really cool. like a Lazarus TV show. Uh, yeah, we right. talked about sure. that. I feel like two years ago, and still haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty rad. That was pretty fun. interesting. Yeah, I could get into that. Yeah, the world of Lazarus, I think, lends itself pretty well to that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You've got you've got protectors. You've got like family members. Yeah, you know, like a like, class system. Yeah, right? you can go all over the place with that. Yeah, right. That'd be really fun. I can get down on that. Now, my last thing, and then I'll shut up. Okay. All right. So, BS, the, th- the three called in last week and wanted to uh, talk about um, Chaken. Yes. A little bit about Chaken. What to read about Chaken. Chaken okay. memories. Now, here's, I have suggestions. And, like, immediately, uh, when I was watching and listening to the show, I was, like, screaming out. Because, you know, I wasn't here, and I was like, he didn't <laughs> Okay, so... <laughs> Now, BS the Three sent me a box of books when he was clearing out his house. So I know that this dude, at one point, liked to read some uh, some of the same stuff as I did. Okay. Uh, you know, sword and sorcery stuff, Red Sonia, sure, Co- sure. Conan, and the like. So here's my suggestions, BS Three. Uh, okay, I've mentioned it before. Iron Wolf, Fires of the Revolution, came out in 1992, drawn by Mike Magnola. Okay. Written by Chaikin. Great stuff. That was great. Stuff. Also written by Chaikin and drawn by Mike Magnola is the Fafford and the Gray Master, which I mentioned recently being on the show. Uh, it, it, it came out in 1990, but it was recently collected by Dark Horse. You okay. can still get it. Okay. Uh, great stuff. And it's really, really good uh, adaptations of the stories because I've just finished the first volume of actual uh, prose of Fafford and the Gray Master. And then I read the comic adaptations right after, revisited them. And they did a great job. Way better than the... Swords of Sorcery series uh, that DC did in the 70s. Den- Denny O'Neill uh, adapted them back in the 70s, and they're pretty rough. I love Denny I mean, O'Neill, he, he catches He catches really well the camaraderie of the two characters, like the bro the broiness sure. of those two characters, but the adaptations are pretty loose. Um, but Chaikin drew them as well as Walter Simonson. Oh, like wow. Like really early work by those dudes. Oh, wow. Which isn't all that great. Like, you could skip them. But do not skip the Mignola stuff. Okay. Okay. Next. In the, <laughs> in the 70s, 1975, uh, Marvel did uh, Cole and the Barbarians magazine. Uh, they uh, Issue two and three had Red Sonja backup stories okay. that Chaikin drew, and they're gorgeous. I didn't know he drew Red Sonja. They, they're gorgeous. Like, his, wor- his artwork in the 70s is gorgeous. Yeah. And... Uh, one of them is even the origin story of Red Sonja, which does have a rape scene. If you are sensitive to that sort of thing, I'm uh, just putting that out there. Um, but that was her original origin story. Yeah. So 
take it for what you will, 1970s. Um, and then she, uh, Dynamite reprinted those and recolored them. Well, they were black and white, so I guess they colored them for the first time. In okay. 2007, in giant size Red Sonja number one, which would be a lot easier to get a hold of, even digitally, yeah. than Colin the Barbarians, even though you can find those oh, I'm sure. ripped online. I'm sure. I've already found them. Uh, but I own them. So <laughs> <laughs> I own those damn magazines. Uh, and then he even did in, like, Marvel Marvel Comics would do these Marvel summer super specials, color super specials. Yeah, I remember those. Uh, and one of those uh, also has a Chaikin, um Red Sonja story in it where he uh, she meets Zora and this whole group of other redheaded women. And it, it's really good. I mean, like, I love that. The Chicken Sonya stuff from the 70s. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. It's so great. Okay. I'll have to give that a look. Those are my recommendations. But then I wanted to ask you guys. Okay. What did you guys think of Satellite Sam that he drew? Was it good? I loved Satellite Sam. I just picked up the trade, but I haven't like... I loved it. I haven't read it yet. Satellite Sam, in my opinion, was the last... It was Fraction, right? Yeah. Wrote it? Yeah. Yeah. It was the last thing that... I can honestly say I really enjoyed from Howard Chaikin. That's not to say that I think he's gotten bad. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's still working at a very high level, and he's still very talented. I just haven't cared about a lot of the projects he's been on. You know what I mean? Oh, I got more. Satellite Sam was wonderful. I got more. Uh, He did draw from uh, issues 79 through 83 of Conan the Barbarian in 1977 and 78. You can't even tell it's him. And, and I don't know if it's because... Is he just aping Bushima? Or? A little bit. Yeah. And like Ernie Chan is inking him, yeah. so it looks like it's almost a pretty flawless transition while Bushima is gone for those issues. But like, because I just looked him up, I was like, he did those issues? And I looked him up, and I'm like, holy crap. Well, that was back in the you day. Even, that's really what they did. Like, if you had a guy that was doing a long run on a comic, sure. and he was jumping off and coming back, they got someone who could like... Totally ape their style to fill in. Sure, most sure. Of the time. Yeah. And that's <laughs> like, kind of it what wasn't he like does. today where it's just like, yeah. screw it, this guy's drawing it. And everybody goes, whoa, what? <laughs> and then have you guys checked out his uh, book, The Scorpion? I don't know that. Uh, it's from the 70s. It looks like some cool, sexy spy stuff. The Scorpion. Uh, it's called The Scorpion. No. And it's like, a, you know, it's like a guy, he, you know, he almost looks like his, his black flag character in a way. Right. He looks very like James Bondy. But uh, when I was looking up, you know, some chicken stuff, the scorpion popped on my radar, and I was like, "Man, I don't know." I no bet the you scorpion. that's probably pretty rad. Oh, I'd have to check because again, too. it's from the seventies, and uh, you know. All right, that's enough of chicken cast. We got a. There we go. I'm done. <laughs> we got an MP3 we- here <laughs> from a man we haven't heard from for quite a while. Our very own master of coin, ladies and gentlemen. This dagger that I see before me, the handle toward my hand. Come. I mean, ah, hello again. This is Lord Stephen, Master of Coin, once again sending in my answer to the question of the week. I've been really busy as of late, having started a master's program on my journey to getting a PhD to become Dr. Lord Stephen, Master of Coin. (laughs) Dr. Lord. It's kept me quite busy. And to make matters worse, I come back to the vaults after class one day to find that somebody had killed all of my Moloid interns for allegedly taking part in some sort of rebellion. I have no idea what he's talking about. Let's talk monologues. <laughs> I love villain monologues in every medium from Shakespeare's plays to movies and, of course, in comics. And there are a lot of great ones to choose from, but I can narrow it down to one specific one in X-Men Mythos, number one, a one-shot written by Paul Jenkins. It's a retelling of the first appearance of the X-Men in the Marvel Universe of X-Men number one, incorporating some of the political and discrimination-based elements that will be added later on. And that comic opens with Magneto holding a group of men captive, and he gives them a lesson for the actions they committed against mutant kind. Uh, I've attached a recording of me reading that speech I was going to include it in this, but since that would take me way over the two-minute limit for MP3s, I cut it, and I'm going to put that in a second MP3. And then just because I mentioned it in the in the question, I attached another MP3 of me reading my Shakespeare speech. Oh, so has another MP3. Will. If not, see ya. I will definitely, we'll put those up as extras. We'll put them up as extras, like on our sound. No, 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 or something. I'll play the Magneto one. It's two minutes long. So what? <laughs> So you hear the phone ringing? Play it. Well, I'm not playing the whole thing because we have other stuff to do, like including other people that put in that 
hit us with MP3s and whatnot. So we'll we save it. Two save other it. MP3s, yeah, you big will, baby. Maybe save you'll be it. able to throw it. And you'll be able to hear it. I will post it. Don't worry. There's extras. It gives them extra stuff to do. Extra. Stephen Fino, good to hear from you, sir. I don't remember this issue. This Paul Jenkins issue, X Men Mythos, he said. I remember the Mythos books. Yeah, they were like origin books. When did those come out? Oh, geez. Because oh. they did Fantastic Four, they did Hulk, they did a Daredevil. I can still see the, I can still see the covers in my like, head. Huh. It's been a while. I have no memory of these. I remember filing them in back issue bins. <laughs> yeah, they were painted. A lot of them were painted. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. I don't remember. Did Jenkins do all of them? I think he did many of them, yeah. Okay. I'll have to look into that. But yeah, I will definitely post the entirety of those monologues, and we'll have a link to them in the show notes so you guys can check those out. Magneto, very good with the monologue. Right now, let's uh, cross the pond. Go to our friend, Staley Lord Fungus. Live from sunny Mushroom Manor in the heart of the UK, I am Stately Lord Fungus, author of the number one selling book in Kuala Lumpur this week, Starting Arguments on Twitter, A Vegan's Guide to Social Justice, <laughs> and a 25-minute African jazz funk umpar prog smash, Help Me, My Shoes Are Haunted. <laughs> this week I've been toying with the idea of joining a cult, but instead decided to answer the question of the week, oh. and it was favourite monologues in comics. This is a very, very good question. But before I get into that, I'd like to say how much I enjoyed last week's show, and a huge thank you to the massive number of zero people that offered to take me to their fantasy world with them. Thanks, everybody. You know how to make a nerd feel wanted. By the way, my answer would have been the fantasy zone from Space Harrier, and I'd have taken Balm's beard and Joe's musky scent with me to remind me of my two favourite nerds. Oh. Right then, monologue. Another first thing that came to mind when I heard this was Rorschach at the start of Watchmen. Oh, but yeah. bugger me with a sand-lubed cactus if I don't mention Watchmen in some form or other every time there's a question I want to throw my load over. So, I'm going to go with Spider Jerusalem's voting monologue from Transmetropolitan. And yes. here it goes. You want to know about voting? I'm here to tell you about voting. Imagine you're locked in a huge underground nightclub filled with sinners, whores, freaks and unnameable things that rape pit bulls for fun. And you ain't allowed out until you all vote on what you're going to do tonight. You like to put your feet up and watch Republican Party reservation. They like to have sex with normal people using knives, guns and brand new sexual organs that you did not know existed. <laughs> so you vote for television and everyone else, as far as the eye can see, votes to fuck you with switchblades. <laughs> That's voting. You're welcome. <laughs> Brilliant, isn't it? Transmet has become my absolute favourite read thus far in my sad little life. It's my manifesto, and I adore this book more than actual family members. Oof. Time for a quick update on my reads of the week. It's been mostly DC as usual, but also a cracking book from Geordie Belair called Redlands. Excellent it's essentially book. true blood with witches and has a very southern Excellent bastards book. feel with the scratchiness of Snyder's witches. It's highly recommended. Myself and Queenie finally started watching CW-esque beauty pageant Marvel's Runaways because who doesn't need to see more sport little shits with perfect teeth on our TV? <laughs> but it's a surprisingly good show, to be fair. <laughs> Although the horrible stereotypes do jar at first, I got into the pace of the thing and the actors themselves all put in good turns. We also watched Lost in Space. That was brilliant. I love Twighty, it. emotional stuff with cinematic effects and some genuinely gripping tension. The sort of gripping tension you get when you hold your penis with salad tongues. <laughs> right, before I, I go, that. time for a quick nerd word of the week, and it's sponsored by a new board game, Constitutional Crisis, from White House <laughs> Games. Uh, oh, hang on, I've just been handed some copy to read. All oh, right, OK. Have you got what it takes to win your party's nomination and go all the way to Pennsylvania Avenue? Roll those dice, Mr. President, but don't forget to pay off the hookers and the Russian mobsters first. Maybe your wife would like to know by the time you banged an intern on Air Force One. It's all to play for in the new board game that's sure to be a hit in November, Constitutional Crisis. <laughs> right, I've got no idea what any of that meant, so here's the word. <laughs> Gobshite. Say it with me, Jesus freaks. Gobshite. It means loudmouth or noisy person who talks crap. Okay. In context. Yes. Fuck me sideways, will you look at that gubshite over there talking a right lady kibbles? <laughs> We're shooting porn at Mushroom Manor today, and I'm the chief fluffer, so it's probably best if I go and do my jaw stretching exercises before we start. <laughs> Last time they filmed porn here, I walked like I was chewing a toffee with my ass for a week after. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, until next time, nerds, this is Stately saying. 
wait, 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 clever girl. Oh. Staley Lord Fungus, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, whooping ass there. Uh, Lost in Space, so wonderful. Is it? I haven't watched it yet. It is fantastic. It's like super highbrow sci-fi, but they still hold on to the family aspect of it very well. It oh, the real emotional heft to it. Fantastic performances, excellent effects. I love the I really like the first episode. Oh, yeah. isn't I, the the dad the um, Captain Flint from Black Sails? I believe so. Yeah, he. Okay, I will say this: he's the one character that I don't love on the really? show. I don't hate him. I just feel like everyone else is so good, and he's kind of just sort of this macho thumb. You know, <laughs> huh. you know hey, Matt, is the ringer on? Yeah, the ringer is on. Kyle Fox tried to call and nothing happened. Really? The ringer is definitely yeah. on for incoming phone calls. Hey, who, what? I, I will even reload the page just to make sure. I'm looking up that actor. The ringer is definitely on. I promise, Kyle Fox. Try us again and we'll get you on the damn show. While we're waiting for Kyle. Joe, maybe if you could test that real quick, and I will play another call that we received. Oh, here comes somebody. Thank you for calling THN, cover to cover. Caller, who this? Hey, nerds, this is Kyle Fox calling. There's Kyle Fox. How are you today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? We're doing real well. Good okay. standing. Good. Okay. Willie's just okay. We're just we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to rap about? Uh, well, I have a question for you guys. So I'm uh, going on vacation next week, okay. and I have so many things I need to get caught up on. Okay. I was just calling to see uh, what you guys would recommend getting caught up on. So I've got, these are some of my options. Um, I want to get caught up on Black Magic, okay. Lazarus. I'm almost caught up on uh, my Power Rangers comics, which have been really, really excellent. I, I've been binging those. They have um, been so good. <laughs> it's bizarre. Yeah, they are. They're really good. I've got, some, I've got some, a bunch of trades of Transformers that I purchased and I haven't read yet. Nice. So I've got Robot in Disguise and More Than Meets the Eye, um, or really anything else. Uh, I've got Judas that I haven't read yet that I just purchased on a sale. Um, uh, some of the things I'm looking at, I have my book club, uh, books that I, that I have to read, but I'm kind of, uh, looking to, to mix it up a little bit. Fair enough. Fair. Okay. Judas is wonderful. It's a quick read. So you'll burn through that pretty quick. I would tell you, if you really want to dip into something, those Transformers books are fantastic. And there's something about like going on vacation where you can maybe jump into a world that you wouldn't normally visit. You know what I mean? And read something. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like to do whenever I like go out of town. I'm like, all right, I need comics to read. I'm going to read something that I wouldn't normally read on a weekly basis. you're taking a vacation from your comic book reading as well. Exactly. <laughs> I would absolutely say, catch, yeah, those Transformers reads are fantastic. That okay. would be. Lazarus is one I need to catch up on. Me too. I only read the first. Yeah, that would be on book. my list. I've fallen so and far behind. And it's like six volumes in or something now, yeah. right? And Lazarus is yeah, wonderful. I think I'm only like two volumes behind on that one. Where are you going so, on vacation, by the way? Uh, I'm staying within California, and I'm okay. going up to San Francisco. Oh, nice. San Fran's a great town. Yeah. There's some great comic yeah. shops in San Fran, by the way. Make sure and stop by while oh, that's, there. Yeah, that's the other thing. So, like, uh, so I'm a big board game person, so usually when I go on vacation, I check out some board game stores. Um, and uh, my favorite comic book store in San Diego just recently closed. And so when you guys go on vacation, do you guys like to check out the local comic book scene or, or I what do you guys to. usually do? I, yeah. I try to hit at least one shop because I got to watch my wife shop endlessly at stupid ass places I don't give a shit about. <laughs> so all I ask is that I can poke my head into a comic shop for 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. That's all I ask. When I was on tour, every city we went to, the first thing I would do was like, Google the comic shops, and I'd get on Twitter and be like, what comic shops should I go to here? And people are always really cool, like, go check out this place. I always did, and I loved it. And sometimes I bought stuff. Sometimes I just hung out and, and rapped for a little bit. Sometimes I went into the worst comic book store in the world that reminded me why I used to hate comic book stores. <laughs> <you know? laughs> um, when we yep. were just in Hawaii, we went to a really cool little comic shop. I cannot summon the name. And I think it was like the only comic book store in Honolulu. It was tiny, and it was so full of stuff. 
Honolulu heroes. It, it, it was like barely navigable. <laughs> you know, it's like there was stuff everywhere. Now it wasn't like piles of stuff. It was like neatly sorted. So it was like there was this huge pile of like Funko figures. There was this gigantic like action figure, you know, Marvel Legends action figure pile. But yeah, I always step in. Whenever I go anywhere, I try and find a comic store. When we were just yeah. in London, I went to a couple that were fantastic. Great comic shops over there. Yeah. Well, that's my plan. I'll, I guess I'll, uh, I'll uh, have to do a little bit of research and, and find some good comic shops uh, near where we're going to be staying. We're not going to have a car. So, uh, hey. Yeah, so it should, they, they should have a ton up there. Yeah, San Francisco's got great mass transit. You can get anywhere you need to go. And there's always you know, Uber and Lyft and whatever. I mean, come on. Do you go to yep. um, do you go to specific like uh, do you have a lot of like game game board shops or do you go to a, a combo shop like does your local comic shop sell board games as well or so the one that I used to go to just closed it was both my comic shop and my board game shop mm, farts um, yeah so now I'm like stuck and uh, you know trying to find something that I like that that really kind of meets my needs because there's a there, I mean San Diego has a ton of comic shops so like one of them is exactly like that um shop that you described in hawaii where i go in there and it's like comics everywhere it's completely disorganized i just have yeah. like a panic attack when i walk in the store because yeah, i'm like i have no idea nuts. i can't find anything that i want and so i'm just like wandering around aimlessly and it's like um it, it, yeah it, it's it's uh it's so i just need to find uh something and the other thing is i've been buying a lot of my stuff digitally now too so okay yeah yeah Unfortunately, but, the nature of travel, it sure makes it easy to, like, just load up your iPad, you know, <laughs> and hit the road. Yeah. Like, back in the day, I would bring a friggin' long box of comics <laughs> on tour with yeah. me. And, like, I it was like, snap case I didn't do laundry, like my drums broke and stuff, but my comics, those, nobody was allowed to touch them but me. <laughs> they were safe. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kyle, you got some uh, Rugrats that are going nuts behind you, it sounds like. Yeah, I'm at the zoo. Oh, okay. Hey. <laughs> well, enjoy your day at the zoo. Happy Earth Day. Thank you for your call. All right. Sounds good. All Take right. Care, nerds. We'll bye talk bye to you soon. Okay. Do you guys have any All right, bye-bye. Uh, do you guys have any awesome super like zoo stories? Even if it's not your own story. Um, but like that you have heard. I mean, there were some people that killed a baby kangaroo throwing okay, rocks that's, that's at it horrible. trying to make a jump this That's week. horrible. Horrible. It makes me want to murder when I, I hear shit like this. <laughs> I, I've got one for, okay, so my grandfather. My uh, my grandfather well, went to the zoo, and he had a brand new baseball cap, and the monkey, he got real close to the monkey's cage, and the monkey grabbed his cap and ripped it up. Whoa! Yeah. So my grandpa was super pissed, <laughs> and uh, so he's Italian, and uh, no, he was he was Polish. Anyways, he went home to the garden and took out a hot pepper and went back and gave it to the fucking monkey, and the. Mon- <laughs> Monkey ate the hot pepper and flipped the fuck out. That's so cruel. <laughs> oh, is it more cruel than stoning a baby kangaroo? Well, I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like my favorite story that my grandfather ever told me. Oh, God, I just think it's so hilarious. <laughs> rip up my hat. I'm going to rip up your guts. Fair enough. That's some like uh, that's some untouchable shit. Yeah, yeah right. Out. They put one of us in the hospital. We put one of, us, one of theirs in the morgue. Hey, man, the uh, when... When he got this house in Omaha on Grover Street, the uh, the mafia that was here in Omaha wanted him to run illegal games out of the basement, and he said no. Whoa! And and he told me that story too, and I was like, Grandpa, damn it, we could have been in the mafia if you just would have. <laughs> you uh, you just would have hung, hung with that. You also might not have a grandpa, you know. True. Yeah, you know those business deals get weird. Yeah, yeah. Just saying. All right, we got another voicemail here. I don't know who's Kyle, Kyle Fox said that his son lost a hat to the gorillas last year. I love Whoa. it. See? Man, it ha- it's a thing. <laughs> so be careful. Hold on to your hats when you go to the zoo. <laughs> there you go. Hats. We learned something. I don't know who this is. There's no transcription. There's two. There's two. There's. I'm not getting anything. I think somebody butt-dialed us. There's one at 1049. Oh, I love it's it. It's Marcus. Yeah. I think somebody butt dialed yes, us. Let's go to listen. And then story. there was another one from Marcus at ten fifty six that has no transcript. Okay, let's check on let's check on this one then. Hey, this is Marcus. I have a question for you guys. If you could have uh, dinner with any fictional character, who would it be, and what would you guys like to eat? Uh, mine would be Gollum, and it would be raw fish. Gross. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> 
I would sit down for a steak dinner with Captain James T. Kirk. I would love it. Oh. Uh, hmm. that, would ju- that would just thrill me to no end. And I would love to do it in his, like, Colorado home that he, like, envisioned when in uh, Star Trek. Which one was that? That would have been the undis- not the Undiscovered Country. The one where the time wave came through and messed everything up. Generations. Generations, yes. I would want to meet him in his Colorado home where he's cutting wood, <laughs> you know, and then he'd walk me in. We'd cook some steaks and just hang out. Oh, I would love it. Yeah, but he was there waiting to have sex with his mystery girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, but she didn't exist. Whatever. <laughs> so what? He's having me over for dinner. I guess it's you now. You can I take guess a, you're the mystery you're girlfriend. The mystery girlfriend. <laughs> you can take a break in the sex having and we can have uh, a steak. What do you, you know? think of that steak? <laughs> take off your pants. <laughs> Why do we have to go there? What's wrong with you people? God. Uh, Joe Patrick? Oh, man. Gosh. Uh... You know what? I'm going to say Tony Stark because whatever it is, it's probably going to be ridiculous. Oh, it'll be delicious. Absolutely. Lavish. Yeah. <laughs> Lavish indeed. It would be with uh, Bruce Wayne hand, and I halfway doing the deal. He's so like, I leave. I, my answer should be like Spider-Man because all he can af- afford is like street cart hot dogs. Yeah. Pizza or kebab or something. That's more my that's more my speed. Yeah. I'd have a hot dog with, with Peter Parker mm. on top yeah. of a building. <laughs> that would be fun. He's got the mask rolled up halfway. Yeah. It'd be rad. I love it. That's a great one. Oh, uh, speaking of news I wanted to discuss, did anybody see the shit that happened to Chloe from fucking Smallville? Oh, uh, yeah, dude. My wife and I have been following that story for months. What in the fucking hell? I love hell? it. I love it. <laughs> She's in a sex cult, bro. Yeah, man, let's so do it. So for those of you who don't know, Smallville actress Allison Mack, cute little Chloe from Smallville, has been involved in a sex cult. And has just yeah, got arrested yeah. for human trafficking. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they were like uh, branding people. This yes. is in fucking yep. insane. Yep. She got, like the leader of the cult got arrested in Mexico. And then they went and like busted the rest of the cult and like freed <laughs> these slaves. And she was not a slave, mind you. No, she was a pimp. She was rounding up women. And he was supposed to like it was they were masquerading a as this like recruiter. Yep. female empowerment like mm-hmm. type group or yep. whatever. But secretly they were forced to have sex with the leader of the cult and run errands for him. <laughs> and they got branded like as his property. This is uh. insane. And it only furthers my theory that Smallville was fucking terrible <laughs> and bad Look, for everybody. Okay, everybody else on that show turned uh, out okay. Yeah. For now, <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. Maybe it's all going to come apart. Maybe we're uh, going to learn the awful secret of Smallville real soon. Here, <laughs> see, and I uh, liked her on that Patrick, show. Patrick has the perfect answer to the fictional character dinner question. Okay. Oh, I see. You. Moon Knight, because he could trick him into three dinners. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Sure. Yeah. Frenchie could whip up something really nice at home. And then, like, you could have dinner with, like, taxi cab driver Moon Knight. And, you know, it's probably just, you know, like a shawarma or something, some kebab, you know. <laughs> that's hilarious. And then the, the guy in the suit, Mr. Knight. Yeah. That's a great answer. Let's get, into, let's get into our answers for the question of the week, our favorite monologues. All right. Joel, you want to go first? Sure, I'm ready. Okay, hit us. Uh, so my favorite monologue is from Superman. Okay. Uh, and it comes from the pages of Action Comics number 775. All right. Uh, by Joe Kelly. And the title of the issue was called What's So Funny About Truth, Justice, and the American Way? And if you recall that storyline, uh, that is where Superman met Manchester Black and the Elite. Yes, which was a um, yeah. a very thinly veiled homage to the authority or characters like that. that Absolutely. Yeah, we talked about that, them recently. Yeah. Yeah, that take no prisoners, that that take the law into their own hands, and and they serve their own morality. Uh, and so, rather than just being heroes, these guys were obviously shitbirds, and they wanted to take down Superman because they uh, thought he was deluded you know, with his philosophy about not killing and serving the greater good and all that stuff. And at the end of the issue, uh, Superman tricks Manchester Black into believing that he's murdered his teammates. Yes. And then he uses his heat vision to sever something inside of his brain and shuts off his powers temporarily. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and well, when he, it's all he, like, said, told him he like, was Superman lobotomizing reveals, him. Like, look, I didn't, I didn't do it. I did it my way. I didn't succumb to your, 
to your your methods right. and all that. And he gives the following speech. Uh, dreams save us, dreams lift us up and transform us. And on my soul, I swear, until my dream of a world where dignity, honor, and justice become the reality we all share, I'll never stop fighting. And that's like Superman in one paragraph. Yeah. Uh, and it's such a great story. Like, and it came right out of a time where those kind of anti-heroes were all the rage with Warren Ellis's authority and, and the ultimates and books like that. Yeah. And there was a lot of talk about Superman being this kind of outdated character with outdated moralities and, and kind of old fashioned. And Joe Kelly came and knocked down all those arguments in one issue. And I love it. It's oh, my yeah. favorite speech. That's a great one. Toots, do you have one? Uh, yes, uh, yes, I do. It's a cheat. Okay. Because it is from a uh, book that was adapted uh, into a comic book series, a miniseries. That's all good. Yeah, right? Sure. And it's been in films and all that stuff, and it's probably my favorite monologue of any monologue I've ever heard. And it is um, Smaug. When he... Uh, so. Bilbo is there in his lair, and he's uh, talking him up, trying to, like, flatter him and, you know, pull a fast one on Smaug. And he's uh, telling him that, oh, man, you are a glorious, beautiful dragon. And then Smaug goes off on, like, my scales are like tenfold shields, my sp- my claws, spears, yeah. my teeth, swords, my, wi- my wings are a hurricane, and my th- tail a thunderbolt. Like, that whole thing, I love it so much. I did it as uh, we had to do a in speech class. I did it. I read it as well. I, I just love <laughs> that. I love that monologue so much. It's just like a dragon going, "Yeah, I'm I'm fucking badass." Yeah, and this is why, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. Okay, I love it. Along those same lines, I was thinking about there was a quote from Watchmen that I just absolutely love, and it's from Doctor Manhattan, and it's at the point where. He has lost all his humanity. It's gone. He's given up. He left, went to Mars, and came back to face Ozymandias, who was like, I'm going to stop you. you know, and you know, the reason I'm going to stop you is because you are undercutting me. You don't believe that I am who I say I am, the smartest man in the world, and your own hubris is going to beat you. And Dr. Manhattan looks at him and says, I've walked across the surface of the sun. I've seen events so tiny and so fast, they hardly can be said to have occurred at all. But you, you're just a man, and the world's smartest man poses no more threat to me than does its smartest termite. Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) Naked Dr. Manhattan, just like laying it down. Swinging dick. Okay, (laughs) but that's not my favorite. What? That's not my favorite. You get two. I love that one. But it's not my favorite. My favorite is the Captain America quote. And it comes from, actually, of all people, J. Michael Straczynski wrote this quote. And it was from... Oh, oh, hold on. Oh, hold on. Hold, hold on. That we'll get back to that. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who dis? Hey, it's Tim. Hey, what's going on, Tim? How are we today? Hey, Tim. who's on the show today? I got Willie Toots sitting across from me. Mm-hmm. I got Joe Patrick in the remote Ooh. ziggurat. Hello, hello. All right. Yes. Yeah. Hello? All right. Well, I got a question for you guys. Okay. Um, so I just read Lock and Key, Volume 1. Okay. Right, like going back here. Um, Excellent stuff. And I, so I read it a long time ago, and then I decided to reread it. Tell me how it, does it, not tell me how it ends, but like does it wrap up, does it finish, is it, or did it just kind of just stop coming out? You, no, no, it, it, no, they came, finish. it, it ran until yeah. its planned conclusion. You need to finish okay. Lock and Key. It is wonderful. Absolutely okay, so that, wonderful. That's that was kind of my question. Like I, I never heard about it ending, so I was kind of curious if it just if the creators just kind of moved on. No, uh, not so, at all. Not at no, all. then I'll keep going. You so. should absolutely keep going. For those of you who don't know, Joe Hill wrote Lock and Key. He is the son of Stephen King, and it is this wonderful sort of um, family story about loss and how a family deals with loss going forward in the wake of this huge secret that they barely even knew that they had within their own family. And, oh, it's wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. 
creepy, Magic keys, fantastic scary stuff. monsters. Yeah. Oh, it's so yeah, it's, good. They did a couple like one shots too, didn't they? That yeah, they did. That, that were outside of the continuity of the regular story, or they were, were they just, like well, no, they were like uh, backstories. Yeah, that's yeah, what it was. They focused yeah, on some right. backstory stuff, yeah. and it, that that'll all be in the collections. You should absolutely um, read that, Tim. No question. Yeah, like I said, I, I read volume one long time ago, and then just forgot to keep going. And then I uh, just downloaded it on Comixology and started reading it again. And I was like, I'm going to finish this time. So I believe there is a great big sexy collected edition, too. I, I saw that. And yeah. it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's worth it. Tim's like, whatever. I could have made my own. It's worth so. it, man. Like I could make. Actually, no, I don't <laughs> think I could make better than that. It's, <laughs> it's beautiful. So. It is a beautiful collection. But yes. Cool. Well, that's that's all I had. So. All right. Thanks Tim. for calling, Tim. Thanks right for the call. Man. Happy yeah. Earth Day, brother. Yeah. Take care. Woohoo. Woohoo. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay. My favorite quote Captain America quote from Civil War, The Amazing Spider Man, <laughs> which was not necessarily a standout issue, but there was a whole thing. Civil War was going on. Tony was on one side. Cap was on the other side. We all know the story. I'm not going to go into it. But Cap says the following as he's talking to Spider Man when Spider Man is like trying to reason with him. Like, look. We don't have to fight, okay? I get it. You're who you are. But people are going to get hurt. People are going to die. Please don't do this. And Captain America says to Spider-Man, it doesn't matter what the press says. It doesn't matter what the politicians or the mob say. It doesn't matter if the whole country decides that something wrong is something right. This nation was founded on one principle above all else. The requirement that we stand up for what we believe, no matter the odds, no matter the consequences, when the mob and the press and the whole world tell you to move, your job is to plant yourself like a tree beside the river of truth and tell the whole world, no, you move. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> that is so Captain America. I have goosebumps. <laughs> it's such a perfectly Captain America moment. And Spider-Man like puts his head down and just like... Okay, I'll go tell him. <laughs> you know, like, it's just like I did everything I could to try and stop this. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's such a great quote. Let me get this straight. Captain America says that it doesn't matter if the entire nation thinks one thing, but you think something different. No. If you Yes, that's exactly what it's No, said. he said you plant yourself behind the river of truth. And you, and you tell the whole world, no, you move. If you know you're right, you do the right thing, no matter the odds, is what he's so saying. So if you're the only person that believes what you believe, in a time, it's okay for you to be a shithead about it. In a time where we're surrounded <laughs> by media sources telling us that the truth is not real, and the good guy, the bad guys are good, and the good guys are bad. You should be able to relate to this quote very well, Joe Patrick. Okay? No, I get it. I just <laughs> think Steve that in Steve Rogers' fashion, his heart was in the right place. Steve but he didn't Rogers quite nail it. knows what the truth is and knows the right thing to do, and did it. And that's what it's all about: standing up to the bullies. That's what he's always done. Captain America, uh, first and foremost, doesn't like bullies. <laughs> Jason Farrell thinks you look like a clean-shaven matinee idol. Oh, Jason. He's a good-looking kid. Huh? Uh, so I know it's not a comic book, but it was adapted. Uh, that uh, Rutger Hauer monologue from Blade Runner. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, right. One. You know it was all improvised? Was it really? Really? I did not know that. Howard yeah. just sat down and did that? I believe that I read that it was improvised. Yeah, the it whole was, like it was adapted into a two issue comic book. I've series. seen cargo ships on fire off. The, yeah, yep. yeah. Oh, whoa! It's so good. That's when Marvel <laughs> was cranking out like every movie, like yeah, doing like two issue movie bops. Yeah, adapt like adapting movies to comics because you know what better way <laughs> to yeah. see a movie than in the form yeah. of a comic book <laughs> for your eyes only. Two issues, bang! All right, we got to get out of here. Wait, we got to tell what we've been reading. Oh, yeah. It's like one of my I favorite parts of the uh, show. Before we one do. Final, one, final, one final point. Uh, Patrick has just dropped the perfect counterpoint to your Captain America quote. Anti-vaxxers, quote unquote, know what the truth is. No, they don't. They think they do. <laughs> they believe they, they, they do. Wrong. Believing, they believe it. 
believing you think something is not the same as the truth. Okay, they it's planted not, their tree in the river of truth. Good, <laughs> they no. planted their tree of lies they, in the river of truth. They have planted their tree move. next to a river of misinformation. That is different. Okay, that's not, but that's not what they believe, bro. Sorry, your quote is bullshit. What you believe has nothing to do with what is true. Okay, just because someone believes the earth is earth is flat does not make it so. And I'm not that, going to get into this discussion. In, in their minds, they know it's flat. It doesn't matter. It's not it reality. Matter. Okay, <laughs> and we live in reality. Your quote is bullshit. Sorry, it's not my quote. The show is it's not Captain about reality, America's though. Quote, and he is Sorry. not bullshit. It's okay. a bad quote. It is not uh, a bad quote. Up yours, hey, toots. Before we get out of here, this week? what are you reading this weekend, <laughs> gentlemen? Okay, so. Uh, for the month of April, I've done this for the last, ever since my son was born. Okay. So the month of April, I dedicate the entire month to reading Conan comics. I, uh, uh, and there's been some, here's my, here's the highlight. So for those uh, who don't know, Toots' son is also named yeah, Conan. Yeah, named him Conan. And uh, I mean, I, so I've been focusing on like uh, beeline characters. I read every appearance of Fafner Hellhand, every appearance of uh, Esperanto the Sword Thief. Cool. Things like that. Conan's time as a Kitai pirate. Um, but I just read for the first time the uh, three-issue mini called Death Covered in Gold. It was the last uh, Conan story that John Bushima drew before he left and went to D.C. Okay. Um, and it was wonderful. It was just a wonderful, wonderful read. Um, our very own superfan, aquafan, aquaman... Patrick Kavanaugh. Aquaman fan. He picked me up a <laughs> uh, lost issue I was missing, and I'll have another three-issue thing to read. And I just bought, um, I just completed my run of the magazine that started in 1995 uh, after all the other Conan books and series folded, which was uh, Conan the Savage. Okay. Only ran for like 10 issues. I only owned three. I got the other seven, so I'll be reading that. All right, then. And that's how awesome. I'll probably end my April. Fair enough. Joe Patrick, what are you reading this weekend? Uh, I am trying my best to get caught up on Amazing Spider-Man in advance of issue 800. Yes. Ooh-sta. Which is coming next month. Yes. We got a good look at the Red Goblin finally. And he's super scary. The Red Roblin. Yeah, yeah. He's super creepy. I dig him. I've, I find it very easy, even though I love that book, I am constantly behind, and I blink, and I'm suddenly like 20 issues behind, and I don't know how. Will the Red Goblin team well, up with Red Hulk and Red She-Hulk? Uh, I hope not. I hope. <laughs> and the Red I Skull? <laughs> it's the truth. And, and the Red Tornado? And the Red Ghost? Well, it's Tornado. It's Red Tornado DC. Red, yeah, but still. Oh, we, were doing a, we were doing an it's avalanche like, of Red characters. It's a kind Red Ronin number bee. five? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all of them. Any more Red characters? Red sure. Ronin? I Red just, Wolf, dude. I just said Red Ronin. Red Wolf. Red that's Wolf good one. was rad. That's a good one. Uh, Red Fox. <laughs> Who's Red Red Fox? The comedian? Yeah. No, it's, it's, Red Fox had like point, pointy hair, right? And like a... Am that's I thinking, Star Fox. No, 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 no. That's Dom King. Oh, no, no. Never mind. <laughs> Red Fox was, I think, bald. Okay. I'm thinking of somebody else completely. Uh, Sanford and Son, Red Fox. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Comedian. Oh, Patrick Kavanaugh says Red Sonia, of course. Red Sonia. Bunger says Omega Red. Omega Red. Okay. I forgot there's a red in the end there. Yeah. All right. That's it for their avalanche avalanche of red characters. We did it. Uh, There's been a lot of Jeff Lemire love going around at my work. Guys that uh, got turned on to his Valiant stuff and his Dark Horse stuff. I am currently catching up on Department H because I fell way behind on that. And I've heard it has gotten so very good. I need to catch up on that one and read it. So that's what I'm doing this weekend. Department H. Really, really, really good stuff. Hey. Yeah. Which, great. Is, which depth, if you look at it. It took me seriously probably 10 issues to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> red, green? Red, green. <laughs> All right. The that red, was Patrick's I, other contribution. I forgot about the red, green show. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got to get out of here, you kids. Just have to have Thank you to everybody that called in. You can always call in and leave us a message at any time, 402-819-4894. You can send an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. And it can be about anything at any time. Hit us. The, the lines are always open. Before we leave today, though, I need Joe Patrick to reset our new question of the week. Yeah. The new question of the week 
<clears throat> Pardon me. The new question of the week again comes from Lord Stephen Fino. He's going he for a goocher, know, isn't he? He's going for a goocher. What superpower do you believe is the scariest? Something that is either terrifying for the person who has the power or a power set you would never want to come across in your life. Yeah. Just like downright irresponsible power set. Like you don't want to meet that guy on the street. Right. Totally. Oh, man. I love it. Yeah. I, I can have think an answer. Of, I can it's think disgusting. of like 10. <laughs> Like anybody with pyrokinesis. <laughs> it's just, it's terrible. Well, yeah. mm, it's a bad I mean. idea. <laughs> All right. Thanks again to everybody that played along. We'll be back next week, this same time, this same channel. Uh, go out and enjoy your Earth Day. Go to your local record store, buy some swag. There's all kinds of cool shit that came out today. Hope you had a good 420. It's probably and, all gone uh, already, though, man. Oh, yeah. Those, those jerks got in line. record store recorders. Those jerks got in line hours ago. That's mm -hmm. how it goes. Right now, that's it for us. And this, Willie Toots, Joe Patrick, myself, Matt oh, yeah. Bomb, the two-headed nerd. What? Bunger shouts out, free comic book day in two weeks. Free comic book day in two weeks. Speaking of which, we'll be there live. We're going to be at Legend Comics live recording. But that's Ooh, coming really? up. We'll talk more about that uh, next oh, week. Oh, and next week, prepare yourself. It's going to be all Avengers talk. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. We're going to have a big nerd at the movies talk for our review of... Infinity War, and then we want to hear from you guys. So go see it. It's going to be spoilerific. We're not going to pull any punches because we got to dig into this one. It's going to be huge. Everybody, that's your homework. Go see <laughs> Infinity War. Okay? For now, this is the Two-Headed Nerd. Signing off.